from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is Thai Cats Today with Louis B. Yes, it is Thai Cats Today for a Monday, September the 27th, 2021. It is your digital host, Louis B. of the Hamilton Thai Cats and the Thai Cats Audio Network. Thanks for checking us out. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode, whether it is of this show, Thai Cats Today, in which we bring you uh, daily news and notes from practice, exclusive interviews, and CFL insiders, uh, whether it's the CFL This Week with uh, Bubba O'Neill, where a new episode dropped today, Task and Twos, Morialli and Hitch, uh, all great options here for you, available on the Thai Cats Audio Network. As mentioned, it is a, a Monday, so hopefully you had a nice and relaxing weekend once it uh, finally stopped raining after it felt like it had been raining all week last week, but uh, had a nice weekend yesterday. Hopefully you had a, a nice a nice Sunday yesterday, had a nice weekend, and hopefully you did as well. Uh, the Tigats not back at the practice field just quite yet, kind of an extended time away from the field after a stretch of four games in 17 days. Uh, so they'll be back practicing tomorrow, and we'll bring you all the latest from practice, uh, including uh, your, of course, exclusive interviews with uh, Coach O and various players. Uh, but today, I cannot believe it has taken me this long to bring on RJ Broadhead the play-by-play voice of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And uh, RJ, I I cannot believe uh, that here we are halfway through the sev- week season, seven games in, seven games left to go in the regular season. Uh, you have not been on my podcast. So that is a uh, that is a total oversight on my part. So thank you, thank you uh, for joining me today. It's always great to talk to you, RJ. Hey, we're busy, guys. And that first seven games of the schedule were pretty crazy. So I think everybody was busy. So... I'm glad I'm on, and I probably be on uh, almost every day now, right? <laughs> yeah, I know it's an easy call now. It's just an easy text. Oh, sorry, RJ, somebody canceled. I need you on. Uh, exactly, course, I'm in. You've mentioned it. Uh, just, just the the flurry of games, and and especially wrapping up with the four and seventeen. Now the Tie Cats are are kind of at the halfway point. They have some time in between games. It kind of gives us the chance to really assess what we've seen so far, and. I think you're probably in the same boat as me is that I can't really say what I've seen so far because there's been so many changes. Yeah, there's been flashes where I think we all leave the stadium thinking, okay, now these are the tie cats we thought we were going to see at the start of the year. And then it kind of goes sideways again. Winning four or five is pretty good, but look, that schedule has been really, really tough. It's been a, a huge challenge Five of seven on the road. You don't have any preseason games. You start in Winnipeg, the defending champions, then Saskatchewan. And we know how those first two games went and all the questions and the doubt. And then that bye week, I still think that bye week was a big key, a chance to really regroup for the team. And then they started playing better. It looked like after that Labor Day game that they were on track. And then a flat game against Toronto few days after and what really stood out there is as flat as the Tiger Cats were they still had a chance to win that football game and then came out against Calgary were really good and Ottawa just just amazing so when you look at the challenges they've had in these first seven games it's pretty good to be in first place and above 500 or at least tied for first place so these next seven games are the big key with of course you have five and seven on the road to start Easy math says you have five of seven at home to finish. So that could be and should be good news. And we were talking about this, that the path to the Grey Cup would include seven of their next nine games being played in Hamilton. They only have to fly once 
They only have to fly to Edmonton. The other game is uh, Toronto. You know, guys, half the guys get to the stadium on their own anyway. How much of a factor do you think that's going to be for this group? You've been in that building. Uh, we know that it's going to be expanded by another 3,000, at least for the next game. Who knows beyond that? But, I mean, how important do you think it's going to be for, for the Ticats to really continue their dominance at home against a lot of East Division opponents coming up? Yeah, you said it. Dominance, Louie. It's it's really uncanny. And you ask Coach O and players and even Luke Tasker and Andy Fantuz, the, the ex-players who were, were part of that real home dominance, especially Luke in 2019. And, and nobody really has an exact answer. The fans, the protect our house attitude, but it has really worked. And Tim Hortons Field has been a massive advantage. And even going in, teams know that Hamilton's good. So you just have that little edge going into those games. They've been great again at home this year. I think it, what is it, 12 in a row when you go back to 2019 in the playoffs. So they have to keep that going. They are winnable games. Uh, of course, they have Montreal coming up. And that one really fascinates me, Louis, because William Stanback in the first meeting, which was the first win for the Tiger Cats, they held him to 40 yards rushing. And you look at what he's done. He's leading the league in rushing. No team has come close to holding him back. So that game on October the 2nd will be extremely interesting to see if that defense can keep going. And it's been a big key, the defense, but playing at home, those games, I think the Tiger Cats are, are looking at those, no matter who their opponent is, that they can win every home game. Well, because Montreal comes into this one with the number one offense in the league, scoring 26.3 points per game, averaging 413.2 yards per game compared to Hamilton, who's sitting in eighth. So we've know, we know Hamilton's doing it through defense, but how long should they expect to keep this up? Because, I mean, guys are getting healthy. You have to think like Jeremiah Masoli, who's healthy enough to back up, he's going to be working his way back to full health. Braylon Addison, Brandon Banks, I mean – this this defense that's that's built this first place team, they're, they're I guess they got to be hoping that you know the offense is going to come sooner rather than later. Yeah, and, and the defense has added some offense with touchdowns yeah. in three of the last four games too. So they've contributed on that side. And yeah, the the offense that would be the one area that you'd look at with the Tiger Cats that needs to improve. And I, I think you said it, Louis, with the guys getting healthy, even Chris Van Zyl on the offensive line you know the reigning most outstanding offensive lineman a couple more receivers in there one thing this has done and the fact again tiger cats are tied for first place above 500 through the first half of the regular season is is terrific with when you look at the injuries no speedy b the reigning most outstanding player he should be back soon but guys have had opportunities tim white has been able to step in stephen dunbar has been able to step in pappy white's been able to step in jalen acklin's emerged as a top receiver on the team. Uh, David Watford's had a, an opportunity to come in and, and win a couple of games for the Tiger Cats. So when those injuries and challenges come in, it's an opportunity for other players. And it, it, it has really added to the Tiger Cats depth where they'll be comfortable putting whoever into situations. But if they can get that A team on offense bank, that will allow them to put up more points. You would have to think and maybe take some pressure off that defense, but that defense has a swagger. I, I don't think they, they are too concerned about giving up too many points. They, there's no holes. They've, they've just been amazing, fun to watch. By far the fewest points against in the East Division, just Winnipeg's ahead of them. 17 points against in yeah. seven games that, on average, which is pretty impressive. 
and, and selfless, right? I mean, nobody cares about their individual stats. And I think that's, that's, that's kind of the, the benefit of Simone Lawrence having, you know, gone through all these, having set, you know, Ticats individual records already type thing, you know, but there are a lot of guys who like, you know, at the end of the day, as long as the defense gets the job done, it's a very selfless defense. And I feel like that's something that, that starts with the top. And I'm wondering, you know, you coming in this season, having seen, you know, firsthand the way these guys talk about their coaches, whether it's Mark Washington, whether it's Orlando Steinauer, that you've covered a lot of teams. It's easier to say that, that they got to buy in than to actually do it. But what have you seen from the Ticats in terms of their, their buy-in to what's being built here? Oh, you're, you're exactly right. It's, it's huge. And everybody has the same message. They know, they understand there's, there's an attitude with the Tiger Cats that is is fun to be around because you know everybody's on the same page. There, there isn't that star player that you know has this swagger and does all the interviews and and if he doesn't have a good game, the team's not going to win. So Tiger Cats have that depth. I, I like that you brought up Simone Lawrence because you look at a little bit of maybe karma, maybe coincidence. 2021, number 21, having a big year. One of the leaders in tackles as usual. The the two touchdowns, the interceptions, massive. Uh, the linebacking crew's been great. The, the defensive backs, the secondary, just so good at knocking down passes. Jamal Roll coming up with that interception for a touchdown in the last game. But that defensive line, too. How many times have we seen the Tiger Cats stop a, a team in short yardage which, as we know in the CFL, when you're third in inches and you've got that yard grace, it's pretty tough to stop the other team. And, and that defensive line has been a wall. So defensively, it's been fun to watch. And, and to be honest, through seven games, I'm surprised when the team gets a first down or a big gain on them. It's, it's, it's a good thing if you're a Tiger Cats fan when you're surprised that your defense gives up a, a play over 10 yards. And especially to the point where they started 0-2, where it looked like everybody, you know, especially in the second half, we saw uh, we saw Winnipeg make an adjustment. Then they came out and Andrew Harris kind of kept running, running down their throats in that first game. And Saskatchewan kind of did the same thing week two. And it would have been easy for this team, you know, and we can add in the caveat that they were injured. They haven't been as consistent as they've been the last few weeks. But would have been easy for any other team to be like high expectations, shrug our shoulders, 0-2 start. But like you said, since then, four and one in their last five games, you know, they're doing it a different way than we probably expected them to do it. But at the end of the day, we've heard coach say this, we've heard other people, there's no style points. All that matters is they beat the other team. They had more points than the other team by the end of 60 minutes. Yeah, exactly. And I remember, well, you and I were interviewing Simone Lawrence and, and asked him, you know, do you guys have a, a number on defense that you, you want to hold a team to? And he smiled and said, yeah less than we score, which is a, a great answer. And uh, you look at that one loss in the last five games, and they fell behind to Toronto 14 nothing. They were flat, didn't have anything going, but somehow were right there at the end and lost by a point. So, again, that bye week, I really feel at the end of the season, we're going to look back after those first two games, and again, tough places to go. Any team that goes into Winnipeg or Saskatchewan, it's going to be a tough game to win. So to start the season with those games, it kind of, in a way, maybe brought the Tiger Cats back down to earth and time to put on the, the work boots again. And it seemed like in that bye week, everybody was there. They were studying film. They were on the field work. Well, not on the field, but they were doing what they had to do to be prepared for when uh, they finished the bye week. And 
maybe the ego got hit a little bit. And sometimes you need that in sports and you'd much sooner have it in the first two weeks than in the last two weeks or the playoffs. So you got to learn lessons. And I think the Tiger Cats did. They've been great of late. And again, I look ahead at that schedule, three straight at home, five of their next seven at home. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not going to do predictions, but I, I think they're going to be in pretty good shape. It's, I, I def, there's definitely more reasons to be optimistic than pessimistic about this Ticats team, I think, for sure. Uh, the audio network as a whole, we've been doing this now. I mean, what is this? This is week nine. We've been doing this 10 weeks, I guess we should say. Uh, but uh, Working with Luke, I know you've worked with a couple of different broadcast partners as well. You're working with Andy and uh, you're going to be joined with Mike Morielli. What's uh, your overall assessment of what we've been doing here? I just, you know, as, as someone who, with your, uh, your experience in this business, it's kind of brand new that what we're all doing. So I just want to get your thoughts about what we're doing here at the Ticats Audio Network. Yeah, I've been lucky enough to be over 25 years in, uh, in, in the business, bounced around a few places, but uh, I've been at the one place for a long time at Sportsnet. So uh, to be able to work, I've worked with... Boy, I'd have to go through, but it's got to be close to hundreds of analysts in different sports. This Ticats Audio Network has been a lot of fun to be around. It's a team. Uh, we work with the Tiger Cats, so the access to the players and the coaching staff has been amazing. It's great to work with guys like Luke and Andy because you can tell they've been athletes all their life. They're new to the broadcasting. Of course, Luke's dad is a very good broadcaster as well, so we probably get some some tips there, but they're coachable. You, you tell them something and they're on it. They, they know what they need to do, and, and it's been terrific for me working with the analysts. I learn something every game, and I think that's important for the listener too. That's what you want from the guys who have been there, and I, I think – we're, uh, we're really lucky to be part of the Ticats Audio Network on the ground floor. And I, I think a lot of other teams, other leagues will start doing this uh, thing where they're streaming their own events and games and have a whole broadcast network. So with yourself, you're the busiest man at the Ticats Audio Network. So you've, <laughs> you've been all over the place. You never get a day off. So, uh, <laughs> I'm going to clip it, it, that. I'm going to clip that and send it away to the bosses. But like, so yeah, I'll be your agent. Sure. Yeah. Finish <laughs> that up on, on that point, because like, I think you probably feel the same way that like having just been like Luke and Andy's teammate the last nine weeks, you can see why they were both so beloved in the locker room and had such long careers in the CFL because their attention to detail, their coachability, like you said, uh, two great guys to get to work with. Uh, glad to get to work with uh, you two there, RJ. Uh, someone who's who's watched you for for some of those twenty five years. Uh, getting to do things like this is uh, is truly an honor. So thank you for coming on the podcast, my friend. Well, it's been great working with you too, Louis, and a uh, ton of respect for you. you. Do a great job, and I always enjoy our chats. And I'll join you anytime. Perfect. Taking you up on that. Thanks so much, RJ. Thanks for doing this. Okay, thanks, Louis. And my thanks to RJ Broadhead for joining me on today's show. And my thanks to you for tuning in. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. The Ticats back on the practice field tomorrow as well. So looking forward to a brand new episode of Ticats today. Hey, and while you're here on the Ticats Audio Network, make sure to check out a brand new episode of the CFL this week with Bubba O'Neill. Thanks for checking us out today. Appreciate it as always. For the Ticats Audio Network, I'm Louis B. Hoping you have a great day.